In the mid-1990s, 1,000 truckloads of orange peels and orange pulp were purposely unloaded onto a barren pasture in a Costa Rican national park, and today that area is covered in lush, vine-laden forest. A team led by Princeton University researchers surveyed the land 16 years after the orange peels were deposited, and they found almost a 200% increase in the wood volume of the trees, with a greater variety of species within the seven-acre site, which is three hectares. The story, which involves a contentious lawsuit, showcases the unique power of agricultural waste to not only regenerate a forest, but also to sequester a significant amount of carbon, all at no cost. This is one of the only instances I've ever heard of where you can have cost-negative carbon sequestration, said Timothy Truer, co-leader, author of the study, and a graduate student in the Princeton's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. It's not just a win-win between the company and the local park, it's a win for everybody involved. The original idea was sparked by husband and wife team Daniel Jansen and Winnie Halwax, both ecologists at the University of Pennsylvania who worked as researchers and technical advisors for many years at Area de Conservación Guanacaste. That's the Guanacaste Conversation or Conservation Area in Costa Rica. The couple had focused the latter half of their careers on ensuring a future for endangered tropical forest ecosystems. And they thought Costa Rica was a beautiful place to do what they did. In 1997, they presented an attractive deal to Del Oro, an orange juice manufacturer that had just begun production along the northern border border of this Guanacaste conservation area. If Del Oro would donate part of its forested land the company could deposit its orange peel waste for biodegradation at no cost on degraded land within the park. But a year after the contract was signed, during which time 12,000 metric tons of orange peels were unloaded onto the land, Tico Fruit, a rival company, sued, arguing the company had defiled a national park. The rival company won the case in front of Costa Rica's Supreme Court, and the orange peel-covered land was largely overlooked for the next 15 years. Well, in the summer of 2013, Truer was discussing potentially research avenues with Jansen when they discussed the site in Costa Rica. Jansen said that while taxonomists, biologists who classify organisms, had visited the area, no one had really done a thorough evaluation. So while on another research trip to Costa Rica, Truer decided to stop by the site to see what had changed over the past 10 years. It was so completely overgrown with trees and vines that I couldn't even see the seven-foot-long sign with a bright yellow lettering marking the site that was only a few feet from the road, Truer said. I knew we needed to come up with some really robust metrics to quantify exactly what was happening and to back up this eye test, which was showing up at this place and realizing visually how stunning the difference was between fertilized and unfertilized areas. God, that's amazing. Truer studied the area with Jonathan Choi, who at the time was a senior studying ecology and evolutionary biology guy at Princeton. Choi turned the project into a senior thesis. 
The sight was more impressive in person than I could have imagined, he said. While I would walk over exposed rock and dead grass in the nearby fields, I'd have to climb through undergrowth and cut past through walls of vines in the orange peel site itself. That was amazing. The research team evaluated two sets of soil samples to determine whether the orange peels enriched the soil's nutrients. The first set of samples was collected and analyzed in 2000 by co-author Laura Shanks of Beloit College, and the second set was collected four years later, 14 years later, by Choi. Shanks' data was never published, so her analysis was combined with Choi's for the purpose of the study. The samples were analyzed using different but comparable methods. To quantify changes in vegetation structure, the researchers established several transects within the orange waste treatment area. These transects were 100-meter-long parallel lines throughout the forest, where all trees within 3 meters were measured and tagged. This was done to see how much growth was brought on by the orange peels. For the comparison, the researchers constructed a similar set of routes on the pasture on the other side of the road, which hadn't been covered in orange peels. They measured tree diameter and identified all species within both areas. What they found were dramatic differences between the areas covered in orange peels and those that were not. The area fertilized by orange waste had richer soil, more tree biomass, greater tree species richness, and greater forest canopy closure. Plenty of environmental problems are produced by companies, which, to be fair, are simply producing the things people need or want, said study co-author David Wilkov, a professor of ecology and evolutionary biology and public affairs at the Princeton Environmental Institute. However, an awful lot of those problems can be alleviated in the private sector. And that is the most incredible thing in the world right there. He says, I'm confident we'll find many more opportunities to use the leftovers from industrial food production to bring back tropical forest. That is recycling at its best, and it keeps the cost down. So many things like this going on in Costa Rica, things you never hear about. So be sure to stay in touch with everything that Costa Rica is doing. Some people say a lot of bad things about Costa Rica. Some people say a lot of good things. But I'll tell you something right now. After being here for almost 20 years off and on, there are many more good things than bad. And everything is about Mother Nature here. And that's beautiful. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you got a garden, <laughs> start saving your orange peels. Can't go wrong. Pura Vida, thanks for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow.